This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. So, without further ado, let's get into our message today. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to be coming out of Luke 10:25, the New International Reader's Version. But I wanted to give you some context um, before we um, move forward with our um, scripture here. Amen. So you get an understanding of what's happening in our scripture. Amen. All right. So the scripture context is here. Jesus is being tested by an expert of the law. So he was the expert of the Ten Commandments. And the other 613 commandments that are rooted in the Ten Commandments, all right? As, a religious, as the religious leaders of the day were offended by the teachings, miracles, and love of the people Jesus received during his earthly ministry. So the religious leaders of Jesus' day did not appreciate him. They were offended by him, all right? They were threatened by him, all right? So this expert was more than likely an agent of these religious leaders that was sent to expose Jesus as an Ill, uh, uh, illegitimate leader with no right to operate in the authority he walked in during his ministry. So let's see how our Lord and Savior handles the challenge to his legitimacy, all right? So this is the context that we're coming in with this scripture, amen? So with that being said, amen, hallelujah. Yes, it's, it's on already, hallelujah. Let's, amen. Amen. You guys see Asa in the video here. Give me one second. Uh, Asa, you just need to move over a little bit. <laughs> These are the technical difficulties with live video, guys. Hallelujah. You guys could say, hey, Asa. All right. All right, so Luke 10:25, New International Reader's Version. All right, let's begin reading. Amen. It says, One day an authority on the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to receive eternal life? All right, next verse, 26. And Jesus responds, he says, what is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you understand it? So he's saying, how do you under, what is your understanding of the law? The, this expert of the law came to test him and he was saying, um, what should I, teacher, what must I do to receive eternal life? He was almost mockingly asking him, teacher, like you think you're a teacher. So teacher, what must I do to receive eternal life? And Jesus replies, what is written in the law? It says, how do you understand it? So Jesus was trying to get a gauge of what his understanding was of the law. All right. Next verse, 27. And this expert of the law answers. He says, he answered, love the Lord thy God, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. Love him with all your strength and with all your mind. He was quoting Deuteronomy 6 and 5, this expert of the law. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. He was quoting here from Leviticus 19.18. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen. Hallelujah. He was quoting from scripture to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And obviously Jesus knew the scriptures because he is 
the ultimate writer of the scripture, amen, by way of the Holy Spirit and the human writers that were inspired to write down what was written in the Old Testament portion of the Bible, and the entire Bible for that matter. Amen. Glory to God. But we're going to focus on this last part that the expert of the Lord said. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. So with that in mind, amen, our message today, its title is love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. Listen, we live in a time and an hour where, especially here in the U.S., we have racial tensions, long-standing racial tensions, tensions from hundreds of years ago. We have a multicultural society that is often um, segregated in how we live and how we socialize and how we interact with one another. Amen. Hallelujah. So this message is appropriate for our current state of affairs in this country. Amen. And dare I say, in countries around the world, amen, hallelujah. From the scriptures, this expert of the Lord is saying uh, to love thy neighbor to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we move forward with this message today, we're going to get a greater understanding of the, uh, what this just means, amen. And from what perspective is this expert coming from and what perspective is Jesus coming from? Hallelujah. With our understanding at the end where we will fully know what it means to love thy neighbor. Amen. So won't you join me as I pray over this service and we just ask God to have his way uh, through this message. Amen. And with everything we experience during this service. Amen. So, Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for today. We thank you for the ability to have church even during this pandemic, Lord God, to have it online in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, and we pray that you draw everyone to their tablets, to their phones, to their computers, to their internet-connected device, Lord God, that you've ordained to be here, to, to be a part of this service. Draw them, Lord God, that they might hear word about your son, Lord God, that would enrich their lives, that would feed them out of your word. Father God, this task is far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today through me like never before. I decrease that you might increase in me. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we go. Love thy neighbor. Amen. Well, here's a question. Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? I'm going to find out. Amen. Let's jump down to Luke 10, 28. We're reading from the New International Reader's Version. And it reads, this is Jesus. He says, you have answered, he's speaking to this expert of the law. He says, you have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do that. Now, what did he, now Jesus is then challenging him, do that. The guy asked him, what must I do to receive eternal life? All right. Jesus then replies to him, um, um, what does the law say? What is your understanding of it? Then this expert of the law says, love the Lord thy God with all thy, um, all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy strength. Love thy neighbor as yourself. Uh, then Jesus replies, he says, you have answered correctly. 
do that. So love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, uh, all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. He says, do that and you will live. So this do that is, is saying you haven't done it already. Do that and you will live. But I believe within Christendom, we, or Christianity, we, we stop there. Can we really love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our strength? If, and, and many of you will answer yes. And you will fail to really look at every moment of your life. We as human beings don't do that. So the purpose of the law is to really show us where we fall short and to show us that we are in need of a savior. So what Jesus was really doing here, he's like, go back and try to do that, which you just quoted to me. See that you aren't able to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength. And then you will come to an understanding that you are in need of help or in need of a savior or a messiah or the Christ in order that you might then uh, be empowered to do it by him and live forever. Amen. I hope you follow me on that. Amen. We as human beings and this expert of the law could not and cannot love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. We, we aren't able to do it. We are selfish. We are fallen. We are manipulative of time as human beings. A few weeks ago, we talked about all have sinned and fallen short of the God's standard or God's glory. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to get out of this idea that we are inherently good. We are just basically good. We just make mistakes. No, we are basically uh, immoral beings that from time to time do good things. Amen. We need God to empower us. We, we, we need the fruit of the spirit or the work of the spirit in us to live the life of Christ through us that we might, hallelujah, uh, be all that God would have us to be. Amen. Man was never meant to live independent of God. It was always where God and man would live in concert. Amen. God being God, man being his creation. Amen. His his man being his children. Amen. And God always being a part of man's life. The, the issue with man is that we have tried to live without God and tried to live morally without God. And that is not possible. He is the source. When I say morally, I mean living a good, clean, pure life. We can't do it. So this expert of the law and the religious leaders of Jesus's day believed they could get to heaven and live, uh, live morally and get to heaven without Jesus. Can't be done. So here Jesus's point is, okay, live holy, love God, and you will live. But he wanted to bring them to the place where he realized you can't do that. You're going to need me. All right. Next verse. Verse 29, Luke 10, 29, New International Reader's Version. It says, but the man, this expert of law, wanted to make himself look good. Don't we all as religious people want to look good, you know, and uh, that we know all the scriptures, that we got it all together, amen? And so this man had the arrogance to try to have religious pride against God being in the person of Jesus. You know, I'll be honest with you, there have been times in my life where I thought I was smarter than God. 
how foolish was I? How, how foolish do we, are we sometimes when God leads us to do things, but we say, no, I'm going to do it this other way. And this is what this man was doing. Amen. But the man wanted to make himself look good. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? So he's trying to get slick on Jesus here. He tried to be uh, coy. He tried to uh, uh, make Jesus look bad in front of the audience that was there. Who is my neighbor? All right. Now, we must understand here, this expert of the law, being a Jew of the first century, during that time period, the Jews of the first century in Palestine, or what we know as modern-day Israel, only viewed other Jews as their neighbor. They did not view anybody else as their neighbor. So when he quoted from uh, Leviticus 19.18 and said, Love thy neighbor as thyself, in the expert of the Lord's mind, when he thought of neighbor, he was only thinking of other Jews. All right. So here, trying to trap Jesus, he's trying to, and, and knowing that Jesus associated with a, a lot of different people during his ministry, he's trying to get Jesus to um, say something about who is his neighbor so that he loses credibility with his audience here. Amen. So once again, the Jewish mindset, the perspective during the first century when Jesus's ministry was active and on the earth was that they only regarded neighbors as those that were Jews like themselves. They had their own little circle of who was their neighbor and who they should love. All right. Here we go. All right. Who is my neighbor? All right. So some insight here. Amen. So as I review a little bit here. Stay with me. The Jews of Jesus' day did not regard Samaritans who were a mixed race of inhabitants in North Central Palestine. So it, North Central Palestine or Israel at that time had been conquered by many different nations uh, during the course of the Old Testament up until that point. And the remaining inhabitants were the poorest of the land, the poorest Jews of the land. Uh, and the conquering nations would send in some of their citizens to live in the land, to occupy it. And as is human nature is, people start to marry and have babies with one another, even if they are of different nations and different backgrounds. And the Samaritans of Jesus's day were a mixed race of people with the conquering nations of Israel and the poorest Jews that lived in the area had babies together and their their descendants were the Samaritans and the Jews of pure pure Jewish ancestry looked down upon them so the Jews of Jesus's day did not regard Samaritans mixed race inhabitants of north central Palestine and Gentiles the other nations the non-Jews so so they didn't regard the 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 mixed race inhabitants of north central Palestine or people of any other nation as neighbors, they didn't regard them. Those first century Jews did not regard them as neighbors. All right. They despised and thought they were better than those two groups of people. They thought they were better because they were the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God had made a covenant with Abraham and uh, set uh, Israel, the Israelites, apart as a special 
people because he had a relationship with them. Amen. This relationship was based on uh, the relationship he had with Abraham, their ancestor. Amen. So they thought they were better than everyone else. God didn't set them aside because they were better than any, everybody else. But he made a covenant with a faithful man, although an imperfect man, Abraham, and made a promise to Abraham that he would bless his descendants. Amen. Glory to God. So it wasn't that they were better than everybody else. It was just that they, uh, God had a special relationship with their ancestors and promised them favor. What they didn't know is that God wanted to bless the entire world through their ancestor, Abraham. They thought that God, they thought that God just wanted to bless them and them alone. All right. So they despised. They thought they were better than those two groups of people. Uh, Samaritans and Gentiles in asking who is my neighbor the expert of the law that we were talking about was trying to trap Jesus into saying the wrong thing about who a neighbor is and thus have Jesus lose credibility with his followers as I mentioned before so that's where we're at right now amen we're talking about uh, love thy neighbor that's our message today we in in the light of all that we are going through today as modern day Christians and as a nation here in the U.S. and dare I say across the world. Amen. Love thy neighbor. Amen. We often as Christians, amen, want to love those that are around us that are fellow Christians, but not share that love with everyone, regardless of their race, their background, their lifestyle choices. Amen. And, and when we love people, it's not saying we co-sign with their choices in life. It says that we are doing that which Jesus would have us to do, to love people, what God wants us to do, to love everyone. And don't you know that it's a great witnessing tool to just to love people? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on. I hope you're still with me. Amen. Let's look at Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan. We all have read this parable growing up. And for those of you who haven't, amen, you're going to learn something today. And even for those of you who have read it, amen, we hopefully something is available today that impacts you. All right. So let's move on. So we're going to go to verse 30. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is Jesus replying to this expert of the law who asked him, who is my neighbor? Let's let's read this with the understanding that. As I mentioned, the first century Jews did not regard anyone that was non-Jewish as a neighbor. They were very exclusive in their thought about who their neighbor was. And this is Jesus's response to this expert of the law who asked him, who is my neighbor? So it reads in verse 30 of the New Living, uh, New, Living uh, New International Reader's Version, excuse me. Uh, verse of chapter 10 of Luke. Amen. It reads, Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, Jerusalem and Jericho were the two main cities in the southern portion of Israel, or which is called the regions called Judea or Judah. And uh, typically the priests and the Levites lived in either Jerusalem or Jericho. And if they lived in Jericho, they would often leave Jerusalem where the temple was after their service time was up and travel to Jericho. So Jesus has picked these two cities for a reason. And they were 19 miles apart. All right. Jericho was uh, 19 miles northeast of Jerusalem. All right. And this pathway, this road from Jerusalem to Jericho was desolate. Uh, 
and treacherous and often had many thieves and robbers lying in wait for those that were going to pass by on this road. Okay, so Jesus picked this for a reason. Amen. These two cities and this road are symbolic of the world that we live in. All right, let's move on. So robbers, so this man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Robbers attacked him. They stripped off his clothes and beat him. Then they went away, leaving him almost half dead. All right, let's keep that in mind. Next verse, 31. A priest, a priest here represents a religious person, someone highly respected in the Jewish society. A priest, I mean, the priest were only um, of, uh, they had their descent from Aaron, who was Moses' brother. So the, they, were, they were part of Aaron's um, lineage, amen? So they were highly respected, Aaron being the first high priest of Israel, Moses' brother, amen? So a priest was highly regarded in Jewish society and in Jewish thought. So a priest happened to be going down that same road when he saw the man. He passed by on the other side. So is this man half dead on the side of the road from Jerusalem to Jericho and someone highly regarded passes by him on the other side and doesn't help. So here Jesus is kind of breaking down that even those you highly regard do not operate in true morality and love for others, which was uh, a, an indictment on their religious system. Let's move on. A Levite also came by. Now, Levites were also uh, 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 regarded highly. They were uh, what we would consider like deacons today. Amen. And the, the Levite came from the tribe of Levi. Amen. Levi was one of the sons of, of, of Jacob. All right. And they were closely related. Aaron was a part of the tribe of Levi, but Aaron's family were chosen to be the priests. The other Levites were to serve in either the tabernacle or the temple. Amen. So they would be ministers or even uh, deacons. And, and, and during David's time, many Levites became musicians. Okay. So these two groups and in this case, Levites were highly regarded by Jewish, the Jewish thought at the time of the mind. So a Levite, so Jesus is using, he says, a Levite also came by. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side too. So the priest who's highly regarded and the Levite that's highly regarded in Jewish society during the first century, Jesus is saying they both passed this man and did not help. Let's move on. Verse 33, but a Samaritan, now we talked about the Samaritans being a mixed race people and they were not regarded as neighbors or even regarded well by the Jews. Like the Jews had no dealings with them. This is what the Samaritan woman said to Jesus at Jacob's well. He said, you Jews have no dealings with us. So the Jews did not regard the Samaritans well. So here Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is now using a mixed race person in his parable to describe someone 
Hallelujah. Let's see what he says about him. But a Samaritan came to the place where the man was, this half dead man on the side of the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. He said, when he saw the man, he felt sorry for him. Or the King James Version says he had compassion for him. Hmm. So this person looked down upon by the Jewish nation and th through Jewish thought, this this nation that was set apart by God, now set apart to be a blessing to the world, but they, they saw it as set apart as being better than everybody else. Amen. And this is not me destroying the Jews. This is me describing what's going on in the scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So this is not me picking on one group of people. Amen. This is me explaining what is happening uh, during Jesus's earthly ministry with the Jews he dealt with. Amen. This is not a reason to hate or be anti-Semitic against Jews. We are to love everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. Because like I said, we have all fallen short of God's standard. Amen. And the Jews really represent us. They represent all of mankind. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he says, but a Samaritan came to the place where the man was. And when he saw the man, he felt sorry for him. Amen. Let's move on. Verse 34. He went to him, poured olive oil and wine on his wounds. So he, he, uh, he cleaned his wounds with the wine uh, and he soothed his wounds with the olive oil and bandaged them and then put the man on his donkey. So this denotes that, hallelujah, the man was put, the Samaritan placed the man on his donkey and the Samaritan had to walk to wherever they were going to. This, this is love where you, you treat someone who cannot earn your love better than you treat yourself. He put him on a donkey while he walked. He brought him to an inn and took care of him. So he didn't just put him there and just leave him there. He took care of him. Verse 35. The next day he took out two silver coins. All right. I believe the King James says two pence. All right. So. Uh, what, what this amount of money was, was worth two days of wages. All right. So he took two days worth of pay out and gave them to the owner of the inn. Take care of him, he said. When I return, I will pay you back for any extra expense you may have. Let's go to verse 36. Jesus asked this expert of law, he says, which of the three do you think was a neighbor? So was it the priest? Was it the Levite? Or was it the Samaritan that we as Jews looked down upon? Or he, rather, Jesus didn't look down upon him. He should say you as a Jew or expert of law looked down upon. To the man who was attacked by the robbers, verse 37, the authority on the law or the expert of law replied, the one who felt sorry for him, Jesus told him, go and do as he did. So Jesus is saying, expert of the Lord, go and do as the Samaritan who you don't look favorably on did. Who you don't regard as a neighbor did. So this man, this expert of the Lord had to realize that, hallelujah, in order to be a good neighbor, he had to be like the Samaritan of the story. 
Jesus said, go and do as he did, which is confirming where he says, do that, where Jesus said, do that early in the verses there, as far as love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, uh, all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thy self. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, not going to be with you long today. Amen. Let's, let's have some insights here. All right. So, when it said that the Samaritan felt sorry or had compassion on the man that was half dead, that had been robbed and beaten and left half dead. Amen. This is this word, sorry or compassion in the King James uh, comes from the Greek root word. Amen. And it's a tongue twister. Amen. It's uh, spank nid zome, zohame, zohi, excuse me. Let's say it one more time. Spank nid zohi. All right. Y'all pray for me with my Greek. Amen. And what this word means is to have compassion kindness mercy to be moved as to one's bowels for the bowels were thought to be the seat of love and pity to denote the seat of affection so in other words this samaritan in the parable had compassion or kindness or mercy towards the man left on the side of the road he was moved from his innermost man or from his bowels or the seat of love and pity with him towards the uh, the person that was on the side of the road, he was moved from within with compassion from the deepest part of himself, from his inner man. He was moved to have mercy and show kindness towards someone he did not know. All right. Now, when we define neighbor, we talked about earlier with the question, who is who is thy neighbor? Neighbor in the Greek is an easier word to pronounce. It's placeion. All right. And it means near. So our neighbor is someone who's near or nearby. Like many of us have neighbors in our uh, in our uh, the places we live. Amen. It also means any other person. And according to the teaching of Christ from this parable, any other man or woman, I should say, irrespective of race or religion with whom we live or whom we ha we chance to meet or ha happen to meet which idea is clearly brought out in the parable. So who is our neighbor? Anyone we encounter in life is our neighbor according to the parable that Jesus shared with this expert of the law and the audience that was around to listen. Amen. Glory to God. So our neighbor is everyone and anyone we encounter. Our message today is love thy neighbor. We are to love everyone and anyone we encounter, amen, as Christians, as believers in Christ, amen, hallelujah. It's not enough for us, amen, hallelujah, to just love those that are our church members and our family. But we have to treat with love those we come in contact with, amen. Obviously, if we're using wisdom, I'm not going to uh, have the same type of love, amen, that I have for my wife and my family for a stranger, when, when we talk about love, we're talking about treating them well, treating them with kindness, treating them with compassion, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. That type of love, amen, it's a brotherly type of love. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a neighborly type of love, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. We are just to treat people civil, amen, and in this time, amen, an hour, amen, where we have a nation that has the elephant in the room of racial tensions 
and generally people not treating each other well. Now, it, it doesn't just go down racial lines. It goes through ethnicity to ethnicity. You can be the same color as somebody, but be from a different ethnicity, amen, and treat that person unkind because they don't fit into your group or you don't define them as neighbor. Guilty. Been there. I've done that. And God wants us to operate and me to operate and you to operate in love. Amen. As we conclude, amen. Hallelujah. So we can wind all this up. Amen. In conclusion, Jesus, with the use of this parable, the parable being the Good Samaritan, unveiled to the Jews that any and everyone they encountered is their neighbor that should be treated with love. Amen. So you unveil it to the Jews, but it's a lesson to us as well as modern day Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. We as modern day Christians should not um, silo off into our little neighborhoods and boundaries and not interact with other people and treat them with love. In doing this, he tore down their racist and condescending attitudes towards Samaritans and Gentiles. You know, this, this one is difficult, but I have to really share it with you. As human beings, instead of defending ourselves all the time, and saying that we love everybody. Amen. Really ask God to help us with areas. And he will do it. Because he loves us. And this is not a condemnation message. This is an encouragement. And this is how we, this is how we as Christians should approach what we're going through in this country now and across the, across the world. Amen. Really ask God to show us areas where we're weak in. Where we disregard certain people certain groups of people when we look down on certain groups of people where we may have racist attitudes or superiority complexes about who we are based on our flesh and our ancestry as opposed to other people this message is called love thy neighbor okay hallelujah so the jews of the day had racist and condescending attitudes towards samaritans and gentiles sometimes we can take a blessing the blessing in their case was that they were descendants of Abraham and because of human pride take it as you're better than somebody else and that you need to look down on others there's nothing wrong with being proud of where you're from but don't see as where you're from is better than every place else and that you need to look down on other people that's not the teachings of Christ Amen. Jesus was creating a new paradigm or a new model or a new way of looking at things of how mankind should treat one another. Lord and Savior wants us to love everyone, regardless of their background, their religious beliefs, their lifestyle choices. We are to love them. This doesn't mean we co-sign their sinful choices. It means we love the person and hate the sin. All right. Jesus loves us, but he hates the sin that we commit. Amen. And what did he do to solve our sin issue? He died in our place. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There are lifestyle choices out there are wrong, but we don't just go out there and condemn everybody 
all day, every day. That's not the Christian mode. He says, go, you, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Got to win them first. And then as they learn about what Christianity is all about and the Holy Spirit moves in them, amen, it heals them first and moves in them. Then over time, people learn how to live with a focus on Christ. And as you're focused on Christ, you're not focused on sin. All right, let's move on. In addition, Jesus was unveiling the gospel message through this parable in which, in which how did he unveil the gospel through the Good Samaritan? Uh, he did it by, he was the Samaritan in the story. The priests and Levites were, su were the supposed followers of God. And the one that was robbed and half dead represented all of mankind after the fall. Half dead. Man, Adam was half dead after the fall. All of us, before we get saved, were half dead. What do you mean half dead? We were alive physically, but dead spiritually. So everything was about the flesh or the sin nature or, 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 or just, just passion and, 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 and just desire and just want. But no spiritual guide, no, no morality, no holiness guiding our thoughts and decisions. No compassion, just, you know, oh God. There is a difference between donating to a great cause, just sending your money, and then being involved like the Samaritan was and putting the man on his donkey while he walked and then paying for the man, taking care of the man at the end and then leaving money on top of that for him to be taken care of by the innkeeper. Amen. Innkeeper being the Holy Spirit. We live in the church age. Jesus went away. He's in heaven. And it's the Holy Spirit that's the intaker taking care of us during this time. Innkeeper, amen, as my wife corrects me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As Christians, we are to treat with love everyone we encounter. We are to share the good news the gospel with all of mankind so that they get the opportunity of receiving Jesus as their Lord and Savior, as well as receive the forgiveness, the pardon of their sins. So love thy neighbor. Love everyone. It's not co-signing their sinful deeds when we love them. We're loving them. We're hating their sin. Amen. And how do you treat sin that you hate? You share the gospel with that person so that sin can be paid for in the life of that person as they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Our greatest act of love is sharing the gospel skillfully with people. Amen. Not forcing it down their throats. Amen. But skillfully, skillfully sharing it. And you could share it, yes, verbally. And, and that's wonderful. And that's primary. But also through your lifestyle. Through your lifestyle of love. Amen. Now this is not a beat you up message or a condemnation message. This is a message to expose attitudes. Uh, and, and like I said, the Jews were symbolic of us. Of mankind. Amen. They were no better. They were no worse than all of us. Amen. As mankind. And for us to come into an understanding as we read the Good Samaritan. 
that we as mankind are the priest and the Levite. Amen. And Jesus came as the Samaritan to come to rescue those of us that are half dead. Amen. And give us new spiritual life. Hallelujah. And then leave us in the care of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Till his return. Which is soon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, hallelujah. Let me do this. Amen. I want to pray for us as not just the Living Waters Christian Center, but all our viewers and the church across the earth. Amen. That we be empowered by God to live out uh, this lifestyle of loving everyone. All right. And that if there be, and I shouldn't say if, all of those biases, those prejudices, those preconceived negative thoughts of others that are inside of all of us, if we're going to be honest with one another, amen, those private conversations that we have amongst those we feel comfortable with, or those ways we have treated people that are different from us, uh, not in a good way, not in a loving way in the, in the past. We want to pray for healing and deliverance from those things and that the true love of God would flow through us by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All of the fruit of the Spirit are, tie, uh, are, are bundled up in love. Amen. So let me join me as I pray. Father God, we thank you and praise you today for your word. We thank you that it's taught us. It's inspired us, it's corrected us, it's enlightened us to how you want us to be, especially in a time like this where there's so much tension in the world between races. There are protests, there are uh, uh, protesters and police exchanges, there are exchanges between police officers and uh, African Americans. Lord God, there are political wranglings and political propaganda going on and there's the church lord god and our role in it and even the church has been divided and split lord god between different denominations we come before you today lord god thanking you for a word like this today and we pray not only for the living waters christian center but all the viewers today and the church and the world as a whole lord god that you would heal us heal us as a body of believers across the earth deliver us from prejudice and racist ideas and anger and, uh, uh, and, and keeping grudges, Lord God, and a dislike for people who look different from us or even those that look like us from different ethnicities having a prejudice against them, Lord God. Deliver us and heal us and free us. Expose those things and take them out of us, Lord God. And then, Lord God, we ask by way of your Holy Spirit that you empower us to love our neighbors, Lord God, to be compassionate towards those that are different from us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to act as you acted when you came and died for our sins, Lord God. We need your help. We thank you for your forgiveness in advance, Lord God, because you've forgiven us already and you love us. But Father God, empower us to love one another. 
especially those that are not like us. And especially during a time as this. Lord God, help us to forgive those that are descendants of former slaveholders. Help us, Lord God, to forgive those that when we came to this country or other countries around the world as immigrants that mistreated us. Help us, Lord God, to forgive, hallelujah, in situations where, hallelujah, people that were not like us, hallelujah, mistreated us. Help us to forgive, Lord God, and help us to love. And Father God, uh, you had Jesus tell us, Lord God, to love our, love, love our enemies and pray for those that despitefully use us. Empower us by way of your spirit that we might be able to do it, especially in these last and evil days. Father God, give us a fresh anointing today, Lord God. Anointing of love and compassion. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Listen. Jesus is the answer to what we're going through in these last and evil days. How is he the answer? Amen. He can empower us to love one another across racial lines, against eth eth ethnic lines, against national lines. Amen. He's our healer. Amen. You know, I do believe in divine healing. The Bible teaches about divine healing. Amen. It also teaches us about wisdom as well. Amen. So we don't just want to run into a, a dangerous situation. Amen. Hallelujah. And just take a disease upon ourselves. Amen. But we, we want to come from the standpoint that hallelujah. If we do run into an issue. Amen. That Jesus is our healer and that we also operate in wisdom. Okay. Hallelujah. And holiday, he can heal us from the damaging experiences we had in life where someone from a different racial background or a different, different ethnic background have hurt us or we have hurt them. Amen. Hallelujah. Or we can we can forgive those. And pray for those that have despitefully used us. Amen. And I know in our flesh we don't want to, but it's the spiritual thing to do. It's the Christian thing to do. It's not saying what they did was right. It's saying I'm going to do what Jesus is teaching me to do from his word. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not that we first loved God, but that he first loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. That's how we we can only love God once we first received his God, his love. Excuse me. So listen, you don't know this Jesus. This answer to the world's problems and issues and challenges. And you're a part of this service today. You're, you're viewing. You've been impacted by what has been said today. You'd like to have a relationship with your creator and his son that came and was also your creator to come and lie down, to uh, lay down and die for your sins. Amen. Hallelujah. If that is you and you'd like to have a new life with your creator father god and and by way of jesus christ and be impacted by his spirit the holy spirit please say these words with me say lord jesus come into my heart please forgive me of all sins transgressions 
and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins or imperfections. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as payment for my sins and imperfections. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, say amen. My friends, if you said that prayer, you were saved one day going to heaven. You have access to the over 3,500 promises of the Bible. Amen. You can be healed and delivered from uh, your life's experiences. And you can be empowered to love. Love everyone you encounter in life. Amen. Regardless of what you've experienced with that person or a group of people that look like that person. Amen. And live a good and full life. Let me say this. Uh, and really be honest, and this is a testimony. I obviously, as for those that are viewing this, but more so for those that are just listening, whether it be on uh, uh, the audio uh, recording of this, uh, whatever platform you're on, amen, as an African-American black man, amen, I have chosen not to walk in anger, or resentment towards the descendants of the slave owners of my ancestors. I, as a African-American black man, have chosen not to walk in resentment, although I've been pulled over on many occasions by officers that don't look like me. I'm not saying those situations were right. I'm saying I've been healed by Jesus and now I want to be a part of the solution, which is sharing the gospel, which is loving everyone. Amen. Glory to God, which is standing for that, which is right, as opposed to being angry, frustrated, and bitter. Those are unhealthy lifestyles and would only bring and open the door to challenges in my body from a health standpoint amen i have chosen to forgive and to love because jesus has laid down his life for me and forgiven me and thus i want to share that with others amen i know this is heavy today this is this is heavy but this is the perspective that i come from as a christian amen and i want to encourage you to do the same amen Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.